So one of my favorite things in the world is people who don't are who are afraid of the C word and the C word being chemical. And these types of people can usually be convinced into certain things, such as dihydrogen monoxide is a horrific acid with a pH of seven. Um, oh yeah, water. For those, yes, for those who don't know, dihydrogen, two oxygen, or sorry, dihydrogen monoxide, two hydrogen, one oxygen, H2O. And the amount of, like, dumb facts that you can prove with that, like, um, you can OD on it. Uh, Every person who's ever been, or who's ever uh, been a serial murderer has admitted to using it at least one point in their life. Farmers are putting it on vegetables every day, and it's going into the food on your table. Like... Because, like, uh, at work, we just had this guy come in, and he did a talk on um, health and whatnot because insurance companies are basically will are basically like, you're all a bunch of fat fucks, so we'll pay for someone to come and yell at you and be like, don't be a fat fuck. And, uh, like, they, they're like, you know, this, this, and this. It's just chemicals, chemicals, and chemicals. Like, like what? And then, like, every now and then they can produce one, but often it's like... I, I know that you're afraid of the things that have big words for names, but, like, just because it has a big name doesn't make it bad. I mean, like, deoxyribonucleic acid's a long-ass fucking word. Your DNA is not kill. Well, it is killing you, but it's also not the source of your death by you itself. You can't stop my body <laughs> from killing me, Jeff. Nope, and I don't intend to. It's my only defense against you. <laughs> it's my only weapon. You. <laughs> How do we um, stop Charlie? With Charlie. Honestly, that's the best answer, even if it wasn't a, uh, let him die to his own mortality. Let him succumb to his mortality. Because we're not even convinced that will kill yeah. me, ultimately. It's like, a, it's like a terrible, like, how do we kill Charlie? We wait. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast. I am not a homeless person, I am Jeff or on Vader Gurr, and I am joined presently by Mordak, also known as Charlie. Sup? So, Charlie, how are you doing and how was your week? Uh, I have... I will stop doing voices now. <laughs> I had a bit of a weird week and I'm trying to remember... There were things that happened but enough... Not enough meaningful things that I don't have to look up what the hell was on my calendar. Because... Oh, right. Uh, what the hell happened? Yeah, lots of hockey loss happened this week. Oh, uh, pro- uh, yes. Week. This is this is the week that Jeff and Charlie's favorite team missed the playoffs. Yeah. I, <laughs> lots of disappointment just kind of constantly happened on that and topic. To, and to make it worse, this is also the week that uh, Charlie's girlfriend's team is still in the playoffs. <laughs> yes, but... Which the, makes things worse. Yes, but the one us. saving grace is the fact that her team did not get their division championship. And to make matters worse, they botched getting the division championship at the end. Like, they were one of the teams to get into the playoffs crazy early compared to the rest of us that were still fighting it out. And they then managed to lose, like, 13 games in a row or something. <laughs> Man. As the shit memes and dreams are made They of. had a real nice lead, and then that kind of tanked. Yep. Yeah, there was that. Lots lots of hockey, really. And I feel like I'm missing something else that was important, but nothing's coming to mind. Um, my girlfriend's birthday was um, yesterday as of the recording, Wednesday, when this comes out. So past that, uh, which is 
always an interesting one because she also, like me, is kind of like, fuck this thing! Notice a birthday. I don't want to deal with it. Why? It's annoying. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'd say it's also the reason that Charlie has uh, the a little bit of a fuck me voice going. Yeah, no, I, a bunch of our friends smoke, so I got to hang out with smokers for a bunch of hours, and my throat paid mm. the price of that. Yeah. <laughs> Secondhand nicotine. <clears throat> yeah. So if anyone feels their panties getting wet from Charlie's voice this week, blame the uh, blame the cigarettes. That's every week. That's every week. <laughs> That's every week. Oh God. So. Then what's up with you? So this week I actually played some games that weren't League of Legends, which I'm amazed you didn't spit the water out of that cup you're drinking yeah, from I, after I'm that also, comment. I totally forgot all the video game stuff I played. You do first, and I'll go back to mine. <laughs> So, for one, um, on kind of a whim, because I was bored, I got the Kingdom Hearts uh, mobile game. Turns out, it's a steaming pile of mediocrity? Like, nothing's going on, but it's great for when you're singing queue and ready to go to bed or on the shitter. I gotta ask a dumb question of you. Absolutely. How many of the non-PlayStation console-based versions of Kingdom Hearts had you played prior to this? I... Well, technically, there's only one that's not on a Sony no. console. There are ones that are on non, like, not the PlayStation or PlayStation 2. I'm, I'm talking 2. not PlayStation 2, not PlayStation 3. How many of those ones have you played? I played the PSP one, and I played the port of the Nintendo uh, Game Boy one. I thought there was two or three of the Game Boy ones. I could be wrong, though. There's, or I think you are right. They made another one for the Game Boy one after, but they did a PlayStation 2 port of the Game Boy one, and it is an atrocity. Like, sin against nature, it's so bad. Yeah, I was just going to say, once it leaves the console, it seems to have problems. Uh, the, play, the PSP one is fantastic, actually. Um, it's, act, it's a fully functioning game, actually plays, um, has all the functionality of all the other games. Um, if anything, they even actually added features. So the PSP one's actually solid. That's fair. The graphics are compressed, but I mean, it's a is PSP. that the card-based one, or am I thinking of no? The... That's the Game Boy one. Okay, yeah, that's the one I remember being like, "Why would you do this?" Too well for the Game Boy, it made sense because it wasn't on like the. I'm not even sure if it was on GBA, if it was on like. Or I think it had to have been GBA. It had to but have been it's GBA. Not, but it's not one of the newer. Like it's, I don't know. Well, it could have been on the DS, but it's not like on the 3DS or like one of the much more modern. Um, yeah, I get Game what you're Boys. Um, and then they ported it to the PlayStation 2, which were two very non-compatible systems, Yeah, as it turns out. But the handheld game, it's built around being a handheld game. It handles kind of weird, and it's much more, like, guild-focused, which is really fucked up for a Kingdom Hearts game. Define guild in this case. Um, so... This game definitely borrows the card-based system, but because it's a mobile, card games aren't exactly a bad thing. Like, yeah. And you level up your individual cards, and if you have friends, your friends can borrow them and gain XP for you, and f like vice versa and stuff. Not sure. But because you have multiple equipped, it's not like you know only your friends get XP. Like You'll use your cards and your friends' ones as well. Um, one of your slots actually has to be a friend or a random stranger. But I know which card my friend has, and I actually asked him, hey, can I borrow your Tifa? And he was like, yeah, sure. So he shared his Tifa with me. So that game's cool. If you're not into Kingdom Hearts, it's going to be a steaming pile of shit with, like... It sounds it, like it's not much Kingdom far Hearts off from... Pro problems, too. What? It sounds like even if you are into Kingdom Hearts, it occasionally has problems. 
Uh, I mean, it's it has storyline and stuff, but clearly they've like very much like broken it apart to try and keep you there. It's very much definitely clearly supposed to be a time sink. Sure, but these are all things I expect from mobile games. Not sure. Like on a, I guess on a scale to one to good, it's a mobile game. Yeah. Is kind of my takeaway. Oh, I getcha. I getcha. Um. So I played that, and I tried the beta of Battleborn. Um, oh? Which, for those who aren't aware, is some... It's like 2K and Gearbox got together and said, Hey, you know that MOBA thing? Yeah. And you know that Borderlands thing you make? Yeah. And you know that new game um, that Blizzard just put out? Uh, what's it called? Overwatch? Yeah. Yeah. What if we were to, like, make those things have a three-way? Um, I guess we could do that. <laughs> and it's actually not bad. It's definitely got some issues. Like, they created a character in the game, um, I believe his name is Montana, who's roughly the size of a skyscraper. Mm. Like, his character model is, like, s- probably in He's the four the to five times. the giant guy with the tiny head and the Gatling gun, right? Yeah. But his character model is about four to five times taller than anyone else's. So pretty much any sniper class is nullified by his existence because holy body balking Batman. Like, he just stands in front of every fucking shot. Like, just going about his day-to-day business. He's, his character model is just too comedically large. Yeah. It hampers other classes. That said, I got to play a couple... Or I think I only played like two or three rounds because the game's actually like... It has its single-player campaign, which is how I intend to treat the game as a single-player game. I have not touched the MOBA stuff, and I'm honestly not that interested in farming with a gun. Because it, it's almost like, I feel like given like some kind of like crazy like Yahtzee analogy, it's like, I feel like I'm a maid with my gun aimed at the floor all the time. I got news for you. You know what the single-player thing is? It's an explanation of the background of all the characters? No, it's a series of offline MOBA matches strung together. Um. Huh? It's the same game mode with cutscenes in between them as the multiplayer. Oh. Yeah, but there's no minion farming and there's no, um... Yeah, there is. Not in the single player. Pretty I've sure there it. is. <laughs> no, there isn't. Oh. There's, uh, it's very Borderlands-ish. Like, there's a bunch of just enemies running around, and then you run around, fuck up the enemies, and then you're usually heading your way towards a main boss. Um, And it's kind of, I guess, raid-like in that, like, you're expected to complete the level in about half an hour, and then it grades you on that, and, you know, your personal best was 35 minutes or whatever. That makes sense. So, is it fun? Um, so far, yeah, I've had fun. Would you Um, pay money for it? Uh, probably. Would you um, pay I'll a probably price wind up for getting it? Hmm, maybe. Depends on what I get for it. Fair. They the game definitely so far has been fun for me, and it's nice to have a nice fresh like FPS in my life. It is weird though playing first person shooters for the first time in forever because I'm so used to playing MOBAs where, yes, I understand first person shooters you should be watching your map, but as a MOBA player, I often like don't take my eyes off the map. So when I play a first person shooter, I'm like, oh my god. Is that what staring at the dead center of my screen for an half an hour straight feels like? Holy shit, this hurts. I'm like, not used to looking at like the dead center of the screen for so long. Like, oh my god, it's like a prolonged team fight. What the fuck? <laughs> Why am I doing this? Oh, this hurts. 
Oh. So, how was your video game based week? Uh, it was weird. It was real weird. So, um, we finished up recording all of Soma, which is fun. Um, uh, the Destiny <laughs> April update came out, which we'll get to later because that's part of news. And it's a thing, and I've been playing a lot of that since it came out. Initially, I was pretty lukewarm on it, and I've come around. There's some neat stuff going on with it. We'll talk about some of the newsworthy parts. Oh, fuck it, I'll talk about it now. So what you actually get with the update is much more quality of life updates, and you can turn off the HUD in the game for making movies and shit like that. And there's a couple new quests and a couple missions, and I'm glad it was free because I managed to beat all of, quote, the new content, more or less, in about two hours, which is not abnormal for some of the dlc they put out for this game but especially if you're like max rank and stuff no so that's the thing i'm not i i've my destiny playing has definitely fallen off in the last couple months with other stuff coming out but i still was like upper tier with a bunch of my gear like not hardcore i do the raid every week upper tier but i could hold my own in most circumstances better than most and Unlike a lot of other players that were lusting after very specific, quote, meta gear, the, the the gear that was good for the meta at the time, I was kind of hanging on to certain pieces of gear where I'm like, I like how this gun shoots, but it's not the best in Crucible. I don't care. I like how it shoots, and as a result, I've been using it for so long, I'm better than most people who are trying to use the gun flavor of the week kind of thing. It's like, oh, hand cannons are in. Yeah, I'm gonna stick with my hockey uh, pulse rifle. Why? I can. I got a really good roll for my play style. What's that? It super speeds up reloads as long as I kill something, and it does a shit ton of damage if I'm like the second half of uh, bottom half of my clip does extra damage. So if I shoot you twice, I'm in the second half of the clip, and you're probably dead. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's. I'm glad to be playing that game again. I wish I'd gotten more stuff. Mm-hmm. I can. The quality of life updates don't affect me as much as it affects other players, but they are nice. Uh, there's some stuff I think we were kind of misled on. Like, there's a chroma system where you can add sweet underglow to your armor, which mm-hmm. is cool, except it's a very limited amount of armor that can use it. And the system for it's not the most straightforward. Like, it's not confusing, but unless you know exactly what you're looking for with that system, it's like, oh, that's stupidish. Mm-hmm. shouldn't be that hard to make and there's only like four colors like oh there's red blue yellow and white i'm like where's green i want sweet neon green underglow on my armor <laughs> in league we've got chroma skins as well but uh the chroma skins i often found really what they did is they just undermined and made some of the older skins that were like Malphite or something that really just mostly changed his color which yes in his case technically it changed the material he's made of because he's a rock so yeah. it's like you know, granite Malphite, that's not one of the skins, but whatever. It's just kind of maybe like, oh, it just kind of shows how some of your older skins are just color changes. Yeah. Kind of look shitty. No, in this case, it's nice because it is, like, it's very intentional. Like, I play a Titan, so it's all, like, it's underglow under all of the plating my guy has, which looks cool, except I'm like, I like red, I like neon green more when it comes to this kind of thing, and mm-hmm. it does make you glow in the dark, which is fine for PvE, but for PvP, it's like, I'm wearing a spotlight! Someone should want to drift your armor. I, I kind of do, but the, that's the other issue right now. It's the fact that all the armor available in the game right now, I'm like, I like my old stuff more, but Chroma! Yeah, I like my old stuff more still. I like how it looks, and it's... It, 
I have spent far too much of Destiny gearing any gear I pick up in that game very specifically to my chosen playstyle, which drives some people. It's like, why aren't you using this top rank gear? I don't like that piece. But mm-hmm. but I'm like, I like what I have, and I'm good with what I have. Like, it works for me. I play mm-hmm. my Titan super weird compared to most other Titans out there. Well, who's the person actually giving you shit over this? I, back when I was back when I was unemployed and playing, like, seven hours of the game a day, you wind up in the kind of, I don't want to call it unhealthy, but dangerous, like, upper tier. Like, that was when I could legitimately say, I am fucking good at this game. Like, um... In the raid systems in that game, that was back when I could, like, for all purposes, be like, okay, who wants to do the raid? Five of you? Never done it before? Cool. Just crawl on my back. I got this for you guys. Mm-hmm. And my skills have dropped off a bunch since then. Like, I was Sherpaing every week all the time. Sherpaing's new help people through various content in the game. And you wind up with either new players or veteran players that are very into the PvP parts of the game where they're like, oh, you should be using this. Eh, I don't like that. I like this. Mm-hmm. I like my toys. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's... In other addiction news, Ooh. I went through the process of getting my World of Warcraft account resurrected. Holy f- fucking shit. Yeah, that's... What brought about this? Are, so... are you trying to go and enjoy the Blizzard salt storm that's going on right now? A little bit, a little bit. We'll get to that later, though. So between Eve and Blizzard, what (laughs) do you sleep? (laughs) Uh, So what happened with Eve was exactly what I was expecting to happen with Eve. I logged in, played for like six hours, and I'm like, yep, 14 out, 14 day free pass. This was a good investment. Didn't spend any money. Installed it, took like wasted a half hour of my life tops. Cool. I'm gonna read the community more because that's what I really, that's what I was there for. Like I was very much more interested in the shit storm of crazy that was that war. Like I'm still checking out the Eve subreddit every day for the insane memes of like them unmasking people Scooby Doo style and like mm-hmm. keeping track of the amount of damages lost in the war and actual money. I, this is the part of Eve I love. Like I kind of want someone once a year to publish a book which is Eve dash this year like eve 2009 eve 2010 of just all of the weird bullshit that happened that year i would buy something like that far more than i'd actually play eve reliably mm-hmm. so that was kind of like yeah i'll play some eve whatever nope i don't like playing eve i, I know this for a fact wait till someone spliced together an hour-long youtube video I, it's so we, we kind of covered this eve is a game i really should care about but the things that make Eve Eve, I don't enjoy. Like, if the game just had a solid space combat simulator, like if, and by that I mean an active real-time one where you actually felt like you were flying a ship. Freelancer! Yeah, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> I'd like it more. Like, the, the game has lots of parts that I like. Like, the whole... The, the level of community-driven content that is that game, the fact that they're really, there's a backbone story provided by the company, but it's very much what are the players doing as the overall narrative, I find cool as hell. Yeah, there's no way to not be super intrigued by that. Oh, yeah, like, it's, it's... It's so community-driven. Yeah, and it, it, I wish more MMOs would like that. Like, I wish there was some way for Destiny to be more reactive to what's being done in the community and not what we're busy pissing and moaning about in any given second. Like, I wish there was some way for the story to evolve or, like, 
when they pitched Destiny, there was kind of this write-your-own-legend angle to the pitch of it, and I wish that was more in the game. But that's either here nor there. So yeah, every once in a while, I do go back to Eve, and I'm like, I wish I could like you. You're barely a game still, though. Mm-hmm. Like, my biggest disappointment was... Um, uh, what was it called? Dust 514, which was the FPS add-on, kind of, to EVE, that really demonstrated how bad the EVE system is outside of the very specific game that is EVE. Mm-hmm. So imagine a first-person shooter where you had to buy all of your gear, and when you died, it just went away. I mean, back in the day when I played, actually played Freelancer, that was kind of a thing for a little while, depending on which server you were on. Right, but imagine if the game was just Deathmatch. Well, in free, the old Freelancer Online, like, the minute you left a port, anyone could do anything. No, no, but imagine if the only thing to do in the game was essentially Deathmatch. Yeah, people griefed me all the time, and people would put X's in their name, and they were pirates, and they would shoot your ship and loot you. No, no, I'm saying the the only thing you could do in that game was Unreal Tournament-style arena shooter with gear you had to, like, buy by the crate, Mm -hmm. where you didn't have access to it. And, like, the game devs didn't put any storyline in the game? There was story stuff. So what it was supposed to do was it was supposed to be the ground war parts of... Eve, conquests of planets, and stuff like that. And from that angle, I was really intrigued. And you could, like, order bombardments via Eve players and shit like that, which I never got to witness because I played that game. I thought the game was really cool. I fell off it so unbelievably hard because once you got past the Eveness of, like, hey, you can train skills and all this shit, like, imagine a first person shooter like Unreal Tournament, you have to train in using guns. You start off with intentionally shitty aiming. That's easy to imagine. I can think of plenty of games with that. <laughs> yeah. No, but that you have to actually train. Like, you have to, like, put time and money, or not time, but effort into training an RPG skill builder thing for mm-hmm. guns. Mm-hmm. And I'm exaggerating some, but that's that was... Uh, 514 was a cool concept for a game, and it said unbelievably that execution. Like, you'd buy a tank to use in the arena... And they would get blown up by some dude who dropped 50 bucks in some orbital strike laser thing, where it's like, there's a lot of uh, pay-to-win going on right now. No, it's like EVE. I'm like, no, no. You have people that play EVE who are siphoning giant chunks of money into their mercenaries to fund, like, super mercenaries on this game, which fucking sucked. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I see that being a problem. Yeah, and it, it could have been really cool. And again, like, I like the EVE universe and what goes on with it, but... Something about the gameplay they come up with each time never quite works the way you want it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That game had some really cool reloads for guns, though, which was kind of sad. That game had some of the coolest reload for guns, actually. Like the animations? Yeah. Huh. Like uh, assault rifles, the thing would split in half, you'd shove a chamber inside of it, it would snap back in half. So like the machine gun from Doom 3? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. It's an odd compliment to get, but it's an underappreciated one, I think. Yeah, I think some games do it really well. Like, um, my favorite shotgun in Destiny is a flipcock one. So whenever mm-hmm. you um, load it, you kind of toss the shells to the side into it, then you spin it once, it makes a whip sound. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's, there's some cool stuff. Like, I, I'm playing with something called the, uh, oh god, what's it called? The, um, Queen's, um, the Queen Breaker's Bow, which is this weird alien sniper rifle thing for the simplicity here, and the reload for it is you take like this pod, just shove it into it, and you kind of toss the other one away. It's a very unique animation to that gun. Mm-hmm. Which is nice. I, yeah, I like good reload animations. They are 
pretty sweet. Destiny has some real good reload animations. Their pistol, sorry, their hand cannon reload animation is just great where it's dump the chamber to the side, magnum bullet slide out style, just thumb one in. It's like, oh, that's real good. <laughs> that's real good. That's too satisfying. Too satisfying. But back to World of Warcraft. Oh, yes, back to World of Warcraft. Holy shit. Yeah, so, um... I have not paid money for it yet. I've logged into it once. It was... I downloaded Battle.net onto my computer, and it's like, Oh, hey, uh, you want to play some StarCraft? Like, we found everything. I'm like, I used to have a World of Warcraft account, didn't I? Yeah, I used to have one. I remember that brief period of my life that spanned over four years. (laughs) Brief four-year period. So I go through the process of getting it, and I have some hoarder-esque tendencies occasionally, and I'm realizing it's because of video games, specifically Steam and Blizzard, that maybe I'm as bad as I am when it comes to not throwing certain things out. Mm-hmm. So I played World of Warcraft. You found your CD key? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, all boy. the all the install discs to go with it, too. I had the full box and everything. Wow. Yeah. Well, because... To go into the way, way, way back machine, there was a time period before Battle.net for Blizzard, and it was kind of like this weird wild west of login, where people were constantly hijacking people's accounts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So Selling them for gold. Yeah, so you kept your Steam key around because shit happened, and not Steam key, your activation key. Like Games in general then required activation keys, which... It's weird, like, they went away, and then they came back because of, like, reselling games, and people got pissed. I'm like, no, this has always been a thing, and it sucked back then, too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. But, so, getting a World of Warcraft account back from, like, before Burning Crusade era, like, before any of the expansions that came out for the game ultimately happened, is an insane process of, like, wow, you've been, like... You're talking to tech support. You've been away from this game for a long time. Yeah, 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 I have. Wow, you've been with us a long time. Yeah, yeah, I technically have. So you, got, you want to play more World of Warcraft? Not really, but I might download it again. So much of the game has changed. I, I'm aware. Why am I downloading this? <laughs> you're, having, you're, the, you're having the moment the junkie has when they start tying off their arm for the first time after three months sober, like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. Where did I find this wire? How did I find this cop tubing? Yeah. Yep. Nah, so it's, um, I started looking into it because we may do something funny with it for the channel because uh, Alex Alejandro, who now does stuff for the channel occasionally, um, is a big World of Warcraft player. And we were talking about it one night and, like, hearing me talk about what the game used to be like back in vanilla World of Warcraft, like, made his face go for, like, which is like a contortion exercise for his face of, like, wait, that was a thing? I'm like, yeah! It used to mm-hmm. fucking suck. All you new players with your, oh, it's so easy to get level 60, fuck off! Fuck the right off! Yeah. If you weren't there for the Burning Crusade crossover where... Suddenly, every piece of gear you had was invalidated in a matter of seconds. You didn't really experience World of Warcraft. (laughs) If you weren't there for, hey, we're adding PvP to the game. How do you do that? Badly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, it's installed on my computer. I logged in once. They've done some stuff where it's like free to level 10, which I'm like, okay, first taste is free. Well played, Blizzard. Well played. But, oh god, yeah, they're the lords of that. We'll probably do something with it, maybe two things with it. I, it's So there's an expansion coming out, and I kind of want to... I, 
I kind of want to see if I get a character expansion ready in the time between now and then. And allegedly, it's super easy to get to level 100 now, which I'm like, that sounds wrong. Well, it helps if you already have a character there, and then you just multiply them, I guess. Yeah, At I least guess. that's how it seems. Yeah, yeah, that that was a game for... That was a big game for twinking characters, which is when you take high-end gear and dump it on a low-end char- a low-level character to make them uber-powered so you can do crazy things. That's neither here nor there, so... Yeah! Feeding the addiction machine! Yep. Summer is coming, and I need things to do. <laughs> yeah, that'll take away your summer. But, I mean, yeah. so long as you're, you know, like me and are don't need things to do that don't involve that giant ball of murderous hydrogen in the sky. Yeah, fuck that sun. Yeah, I hate that fucking thing. Yeah. Burns me a lot. Should we move My into... skin. <laughs> should we move into news now that we've spent me talking about how I'm, like buying heroin again it's like no no i'm just buying it to have it on the shelf i'm buying black tar heroin just to keep me off world of warcraft (laughs) yeah i'm not actually doing that well i have the heroin i don't have the warcraft just kidding i don't have either league of legends is my heroin (laughs) yeah oh i forgot the other great thing i've been doing i did last week oh boy Uh, so me and my girlfriend have taken up this weird hobby of finding terrible tv shows from the 90s and thousands and marathoning them because I'll be playing a video Sick. game and she'll like be half watching me play something mm-hmm. she wants something more active to pay attention to. This sounds to. like something I would do. Um, Mine's the marathoning but bad TV is kind of my thing. No, 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 no. These are these aren't like bad, so bad they're good. They're just bad. Like very time and place you won't enjoy this two years after the show ended kind of teen drama bullshit stuff. You're watching Days of Our Lives? No, we're watching My So-Called Life. My that, So-Called Life? Yeah, that show is fucking uh, terrible. And like machine. That show uh, launched David Lab, Jared Leto's career or something like that. Like Every episode of that show is a masterpiece of white, whiny privilege. <laughs> well, it's from the ABC. So. Oh, yeah. I don't know yeah, why we're the still- main character definitely looks at the diverse and be like, this is my so-called life. Yes, no, it's... So we've, we've had kind of a drinking game that goes along. Every time a character broods, you have to drink. There was an episode called Brood where we're like, oh, oh no, 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 no. What about every time someone walks on set pretending that they're a member of Nirvana? We would die because everyone <laughs> in that show is a member of Nirvana. Can I get this in more flannel? What was that? Can I get this in more flannel? There's no Sorry, more that flannel shirt is left flannel. In the world. I know. Can I get one to go over it? <laughs> to be fair, the show has done some occasionally clever things. Like, and by that I mean like one or two clever things in the ten episodes <laughs> we've watched. The best of which was the um, younger sister of the main character dressed up as her older sister for Halloween because <laughs> it was the scariest thing she could think of. Yeah, pretty much. So is Michelle getting um? A pirate bandana. And oh, that's another great Halloween. thing from the week. My my sister. I uh, I get this text from her saying like a, apparently it was National Sibling Day last week or over the weekend or something. Yeah, like I ignored that. the fuck out of that. So I get a text from my sister saying like, oh, because it's National Sibling Day. Um, guess it's not so bad being your sibling. I respond with, yeah, it's pretty <laughs> awesome being related to me. <laughs> Neither me nor my brother partook in it, which I expected my brother to, but I was like, yep. Nope, don't care. I know I celebrated that day by someone. Someone on Facebook posted this great picture where it was like 
Post this on your Facebook. If your parents don't respond, it means you're the favorite child. And I put that up. My sister's like, ha, ah, very funny. Not funny, Charlie. Mom, Dad, comment! <laughs> my parents don't have a Facebook, so me and my brother would both be favorite children. I don't know if how my parents up. found Facebook, but they did somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I, I post literally nothing on my Facebook because I know so much of my family reads it. And, like, I'll have aunts and uncles, like, I'll do, I'll, like, like something that's, like, you know, 10 metal acts you should know. I, ne- I would never touch a thing like that in reality. Like, but all these things that, like, no one, none of my middle-aged relatives have any interest in, but it's like, you know, just that you know we're there. Please stop reading my Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Also, it's another thing. My dad was in town for a chunk of last week, and I found out he listens to the podcast. Oh, God. There were some words exchanged. Oh, Damn Jesus. you, delinquency episode. <laughs> You had the, you literally had the rap artist, like, plead the fifth. Like, look, just because I said it in a song on the radio doesn't mean I actually did it. No, like, the, <laughs> the statute of limitations has passed. What's he going to do? Like, be <laughs> in public in California? <laughs> Remember, this is the guy that at one point was like, what do we do? He's stronger than I am. He's a little bit shorter than I am, but he's stronger and faster. He had someone say, have you tried, like, beating him? And he's like, no, 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 he won't take that. He will fight back. <laughs> and he is scarier than I am now in that regard. Mm-hmm. Oh, your poor dad. Uh, sorry, Mr. Blank. <laughs> yep. Yep. But he listens. Oh, Jesus. He's enjoyed the podcast so far. He's like, yeah, it's definitely you and Jeff hanging out. I'm like, yeah, yeah, it is. The terror we weave for... In the name of content online. Yeah. But news. But news. But news. Not news of buts, just news. Well, it depends on what you view of the people. That's fair. That is fair. So, um, right off the bat, Gears of War 4 is a trailer, and it's very reminiscent of Gears of War 1's trailer. This time we get, uh, what's the word for it? Um, Hello Darkness, My Old Friend, and not Donnie Darko's Mad World. (laughs) as a fan of the Gears of War franchise, this actually fills me with hope because I liked Gears of War 1 and 2, not so much 3 when they embraced what Gears of War was. Like, Gears of War is best when it's set to classical music or, like, weirdly emo stuff where it's like, you need to offset the chainsawing people in the face with a bayonet with, like, hello, darkness, Some my like... friend. <laughs> It's like some Clockwork Orange, the ultra-violent to Beethoven's fifth. A little bit, yeah. I, I, that For game, the first half of the movie, I understand that the second half's a little different. No, that game is infinitely better when it's not taken seriously, and the third one and Judgment took it too seriously. Like, yeah, it's Gears of War. I'm like, no, 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 no. I want, like, Hurt by um, Johnny Cash or... um. Uh, Mad World playing for your announcement trailer. Like, that's the that is the correct music to pimp your ultra violent video game with. Like I need a mm-hmm. slow montage of the main character walking through a hallway, dragging an enemy with the song Hurt playing in the background to end with a firefight and him using the guy as a human shield. Like that is how you advertise Gears of War correctly. That song's actually really interesting when yeah. you find out that uh that song is actually a Nine Inch Nails uh, cover. Yeah. 
which I mean, or when I found that out, I was like so removed from the idea that like Johnny Cash and Nine Inch Nails were both around at the same time. Yeah, no, that's that's the weird part. But that's the part. Like, it's, it could be the Nine Inch Nails version, which is like, yeah, it's video game and angsty. No, it's yeah. the Johnny Cash. I hurt, hurt myself, myself today. today. Exactly. Yep. Uh, that'd been cool. Yeah. Uh, next up, the Dark Souls Three is upon us. It and, is. And its PC version is fucked. I wouldn't know. <laughs> uh, if you're playing on a NVIDIA 700 series graphics card, my heart goes out to you. I am not, so I, in theory, could be playing the Dark Souls just fine, but they've found a bunch of issues with, the, with at least as of recording this, NVIDIA 700 series were having a lot of crash issues with that game, as in approaching the first bonfire of that game would crash your goddamn game. Which is bad, since you kind of need bonfires. A lot in that game. They're the save mm-hmm. points, they're the checkpoints too. But, yeah, Dark Souls is upon us. It's lots of coverage of that this week. The official release is out. I will probably do something with Dark Souls eventually. I My issue is I love Bloodborne a lot more than I've ever loved any of the Dark Souls games, so I would much rather Bloodborne 2 then Dark Souls 3 come out. But, yeah. Um, as touched on earlier, there was a bunch of Division... Uh, both the Division and Destiny got major updates today. Um, I, I would go as far as say that I think the Division got more stuff, but they got worse stuff, because while they may have fixed a couple pretty bad game-breaking glitches, they've introduced some new game-breaking glitches. <laughs> oh. You should come try League of Legends sometime. <laughs> no, no, I mean like people getting permanently locked out of the game, game-breaking glitches. Oh, but League's game-breaking glitches are always the most hilarious, because it'll always be something like, we updated the item Mauve Mor- Morality. Yeah, Mauve Mormalis, whatever it is. Yeah. We updated Ma. Lissandra is disabled. What? <laughs> That I that, that character doesn't even build that item. What? How? How did this interaction break something? Like they find the newest and most interesting and in ways to fuck up their game. Yeah. You're like we fixed the way that the game uh, calculates uh, projectiles. A melee character is disabled. <laughs> like. Yep. The fuck do you guys do? Yep. Nah. So I'm um, in the hashtag spaghetti code hashtag Alfredo. Yeah. No, in um, Destiny Land, that means we have a we have the first Destiny content to kind of have a shaky launch. There was a bunch of stuff missing at launch, like um, we're supposed to get some free silver chests. We did not get those, but I found one, so maybe we should stop whining about that one. I, I found the missing chest for myself eventually. Um, I was led to believe some items would be available at the start of that update. They were not, and I am still kind of pissed off about that. On the flip side, the Division brought their equivalent of the raid in. It's called Incursion. And I am now waiting for the first real piece of DLC to come out for that game because I have no interest in Incursions or more Journeys into the Dark Zone now for supply drops. Like, they've added some stuff that you're big and hot and heavy in the Division. I'm sure you'll like, but if you're kind of like me that got scared off the fence eventually, you're probably looking at it going, yeah, that's nice you added horde mode. Too bad it's bullet sponge horde mode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so guess which one of the ones Charlie's been playing a lot of lately. We already covered that. 
Yeah. I'll take uh, Alec. I'll take uh, Destiny for one thousand. You would be correct. Or what is Destiny? What is Destiny? Is it Firewatch? Is Firewatch Destiny? Are you having a metaphysical breakdown in front of me? No, you were just spared all of the ongoing jokes leading up to Firewatch where because like the marketing campaign for that game was super mysterious, anyone who was following that game was like, What is Firewatch? Who is Firewatch? What do you do in Firewatch? Is what? Steve Firewatch? Exactly. Is Janet Firewatch? No, like, I think Giant Bomb started soon. the joke, but like the rest of us took it up. Like the first episode of Firewatch that we put up on Reddit was literally called "What Is Firewatch?" Nice. And we got like, "Yep, you continued that terrible joke, didn't you guys?" Yeah, yeah, we did. It's <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> We're but, enjoying it. Yeah, no, I, I find it fun. So, um, in surprising news, but not surprising news, uh, Titanfall Two definitely happening it's coming to all the consoles and pc as of their announcement and we got a teaser of it that showed nothing except the robot with a giant sword which could be cool except for the fact that the worst part of titanfall was the giant robots mm-hmm. did you play titanfall at all jeff titanfall i <laughs> now there's a game that's like a runner-up potentially for the goddamn evolve award well, that was, I think, and the I Evolve do Award own it, years and ago. I played it for a very short, brief ass period of time. And I have not seen a game pitter out and lose steam so quickly as that one did. Yeah, I, if it cost thirty bucks, I think the first Titanfall would have been a giant success. But like th- that game had some problems, and I would love it if this game becomes like Western Mecha, like the big, heavy industrial Mecha, versus like Japan Mecha, so it's fast and agile and sword wielding. Like that'd be mm-hmm. cool. And I like Titanfall. It was a neat idea for a game that was a lot of fun to play. But yeah, it it petered off pretty quickly for me as well. Mm. Yeah, so. I don't know what it was that just like completely stopped being relevant about that game. I don't. I I really don't know why it fell the way it did. Uh, because there was only so much. Like, there was no story, and there wasn't really unlocks at all. It was like, hey, you got the mm-hmm. guns? Yeah, that's it. Keep playing. Yeah. Doesn't appeal to all. Uh, moving on, Stardew Valley has sold over a million copies in just two months. That's damn impressive. Yeah, I thought that deserved some recognition. I, for those not familiar, I'm a big fan of Stardew Valley. I can if if you've ever wanted kind of a time waster simulation game of life on a farm, it's damn good, damn good. It's got some stuff, and the game's been really well supported by the creator since. Like it. The fun part of it's been like if a, like someone detects an error or like a bug, you post it to his Twitter. It's like, I think I fixed it. Go download the new patch. I just posted it. That was mm-hmm. a half hour ago. Yeah, I think I caught it. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of cool to see someone that invested in their community. It's it's a solid game. I I'd like to see DLC for it. In all honesty, some new stuff would be cool. And mm-hmm. last but not least, Blizzard. Blizzard. What's going on with Blizzard, Jeff? So Blizzard has been exercising their right to protect their IP. It had been taking down vanilla servers. Specific, specifically, was it? Nus- World of Warcraft. Something? What? It's World of Warcraft first. Though. It is World of Warcraft. They've been taking down the vanilla server. I think it was like Nostalgica or something. It's like yeah. some some big war with the root word nostalgia in it. I never played WoW, so I don't really know it. But yeah. Basically, they've pissed off a fuck ton of people 
who wanted vanilla and the communities continuously had like I want to play vanilla is there anything out there for me and Blizzard's just like no we're not going back and now we're shutting down the vanilla servers so they're pissing off a lot of peoples so on top of that they got DDoS the shit out of last night as of recording <laughs> they've been attacked Here a night is a wild Indian place <laughs> yeah I how much did you know about the vanilla the kind of vanilla server that was being run uh, I know very little other than like that supposedly it was a non-profit yeah so it was a free community run vanilla server and that kind of stuff's always existed in this weird little gray zone for World of Warcraft where it's you're not playing you're not paying Blizzard but you're still playing World of Warcraft and yes it's old content in a different way so they've been kind of like eh we're okay with it and they finally shut this one down like this is one of those ones where I'm sad it's gone because it was nice to have from a kind of archivist history of video game standpoint but mm-hmm. I'm amazed it was allowed to exist as long as it have and I'm I'm curious what finally caused them to drop the ban hammer on them. They're probably having to protect their IP. And the fact they have a movie coming out may have given Maybe. them some legal pressure. Maybe. Because, I, <clears throat> I was going to say, copyright law. Um, I had to take a class on copyright and uh, engineering law, so it was mostly copyright and patents. But um, if they can prove that you are not protecting your copyright, Sure, they can have it passed on to generics. So things like, you know, Xerox being called Xerox and whatnot is because Xerox did not protect their copyright not adequately sure. enough. Um, so they could be thinking that they could be losing some of their IP and their protectability if uh, they don't actively start to show it. Now that they have a new form of media coming out that they want to protect, they may have to start showing that they give a shit about their other IP as well. That makes a lot of sense. I actually went a more scummy direction where I... That's possible, too. <laughs> I assumed something happened where maybe that uh, fan server may have been making some money all of a sudden, and that's the point where Blizzard's like, nah, when it was free, we were okay with that, but f- you cannot make money off our stuff. Supposedly they weren't making money, but... They haven't been for I a mean, long time. I mean, also with the popularity of things like Patreon, it's possible that, like... Something may have happened. That's yeah. what I'm betting. I It's... It was confusing enough a story where kind of, like... Again, my ongoing reaction was, how has this existed for this long? Like, the fact this has existed for this long is insane. Mm-hmm. Any breaking news you want to throw on the fire before we move on to our main topic? Let's see. Breaking news. Um... Mm, the team that I was rooting for last week, Apex Gaming, lost the uh, relegation match, but they wound up winning the expansion tournament match, so nice. they have officially made their way into the LCS. Very nice. <clears throat> um, it's playoffs time for League of Legends. Um, the number one seed was upset by like the number three seed, uh, which was good. Well, unless you were a fan of the number one seed, which was Team Immortals. But that's what we call I'd a segue. That's about it. Yeah, and that's what we call a segue into tonight's topic, which is... Esports in general. Um, we've actually touched on esports a couple times before this, but never gone full hog into it, I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like, it keeps coming up with all our stuff, so I thought it might be finally time for us to kind of throw down the gauntlet and talk about it some. Um... I have a weird relationship with esports where kind of I'm always in the ball camp of 
I like that this exists, but holy crap, I can't believe how seriously some people take it, where at the end of the day, it's you're getting paid an astronomical amount of money to play video games. Mm-hmm. And you're actually kind of involved in the watching of them with some frequency, Jeff, so maybe you should start yes. this one off. Um, so what specifically are... What do you want me to get into? Like the sheer fact, like the organizations exist, how the individual teams have been managed and whatnot. I guess like, money, the, like you understand the mechanics of, of how it all works more. Uh, give me a rundown <clears throat> of the overall function of like the esports team and stuff like that. Because as an outsider, it's kind of like okay, so there's teams and there's training. Like uh, most of my education on esports sadly came from a horrible show called Video Game High School that simplifies <laughs> how a bunch of that stuff works. But it actually is okay. the best introduction to, like, no, these people have, like, eight hours a day of practice. So I'll try and explain this the best from, like, the beginning as I can. Sure, and a lot of nice. this precedes me, and a lot of it's, like, uh, hearsay, and, like, it's said on the internet that, you know, this is how it happened. And, um, the lore, as told so by SWS. So the lore of, I guess, the LCS is best that Jeff can describe. So... You have Season 1, Riot sponsored some kind of event, I believe, and had an actual Season 1 championship where Fnatic Gaming won. They beat such teams as, I know, Counterlogic Gaming was there against All Authority and I think Millennium. Um, <clears throat> this was back in the true Wild Westian times where you had crazy team comps that were complete bullshit, like Warwick support, and support wasn't a support, it was just like Warwick, Tarek Bottom, Janna Mid. Um, junglers were kind of a you can only jungle Nunu and uh fiddlesticks because they're the only people with the sustain in the game. Like mm. it was a crazy wild time. And teams were basically just like five kids who had rented a house together. And they were doing the old professional gaming style of going on pro circuits to sustain themselves and living off of prize money. Um, which is a very hard way to live. And, you know, clearly, you know, 10 teams enter, one team gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> um, is not a very good structure for uh, sustainability if you're those teams. So they were, you know, fighting for sponsorships and stuff. So season two rolls around. It's a lot of the same. And you start getting, um, I think it was around season three that Riot dis decided to begin the LCS which I could be wrong on that, um, but I'm gonna. This is all gonna be just off the dome stuff. So mi misinterpreted facts or wrongful facts are gonna be stained. This is the general gist of it, not an actual yeah. history of it. Yeah. Um. So they decided at that point that there were leagues already existing in Europe and Korea and Japan and Oceania, though those don't matter as much and happened much later. And that they weren't going to just set up a riot headquarters in these countries and say, okay, we own all the tournaments now. They actually were like, okay, OGN, how can we work with you to get you into our circuit? Um, and they kind of absorbed some other tournaments. Um, so they did that. The LCS started out, I believe, as just North America and Europe. And LCS was still, or sorry, LCK was still OGN. And it was still separated, even though they still came over and kicked our ass at all of our tournaments. Mm. Um, so, 
in season four, it started becoming very evident that teams that had superior coaching kicked the shit out of teams that didn't. And oh, Korea so, has so a very... Hmm? Uh, back up a step. What the yep. hell is coaching in a League of Legends-esque game? So coaches... Are, are, I'll explain this as a whole thing. Sure. So basically only the Koreans had coaches. And they, Korea also has a very different social structure than the rest of us. Um, which becomes very evident that a lot of like controlling players on a team is managing egos a lot more than it is um, like being right and wrong. Like people argue a lot, especially because when you get to that level of competition, there isn't a guide on how to play better. Like it's not like you know the you know professional hockey where it's like okay we're going to use dump and chase. Why? Because it's the highest tier thing we have. Whereas in League of Legends, like okay we could make something totally up that no one's ever seen before. And it's much more like Wild Westian. And because of that, it's much easier for someone to be like, well, I think this is the best thing of the moment. No, I think this this is the best thing of the moment. Well, no one's seen this before, so I think this is the best thing. And it's much easier for them to get into conflict over the correct course of action. So your question about coaches and how this all ties in. Coaches in Korea very much decide, okay, you're going to play this character and this character. You're going to gank for... This guy, at this time, you're going to path this way, and you're going to do this. And why this is all important? Okay. So this guy on their team likes to shove. He's going to be out of position, or he's going to be gankable by two-minute mark. So I want you to do these two camps, and then he'll be extended, and you'll get a kill. Then you're going to move to this lane, because that guy is going to back up a bit. So you're going to sit there, you're going to do this one camp, and then when he finally pushes out, you'll get your kill there. And like they'll plan out that kind of stuff for them. They'll plan out the pick-ban phase, which is like a game of chess, of like, okay, I know that, you know, Nidalee's really strong right now. Do I try and first pick Nidalee, or do I let them get, you know, Lucian Thresh? Like, I can only take one of the high-tier champions. Do I leave it up? Do I trust the fact that the guy I'm sitting across from is a worse Nidalee player for me than I am? Do I think I can contain his Nidalee play? Like, it's it's... A back and forth give and take. No, it's and, this actually is a lot more actual coaching than I expected the answer to be. I was kind of expecting yeah. it to be very much a, ah, they're a glorified manager and a guy saying, play more League of Legends. <laughs> no, they're much more complicated than that. Um, and I guess actually backing up to Season 3, the player, at least for North America, that really revolutionized this was this kid named Lemon Nation, who was a the support for a team called Cloud9, which was still in the day when, like, Teams still did their own pick and ban phase. They didn't have someone who sits in front of a computer and goes, okay, you have a 51% win rate versus this guy on this champion, so we're going to get you this and give him that. Um, But Lemon Nation basically came in and reinvented the like, okay, what do they want? They're going to try and prioritize this champion, this champion, and this champion. How do we construct around that better? And um, he really revolutionize that and cloud nine wound up going on like a 19 game game win streak that was one of the bigger ones in uh competitive history That's you couldn't impressive. see me using big air quotes but i mean when the games only li- existed for like six years our history is not exactly large and glorious we don't have the 23 wins of uh the montreal Canadiens get to still claim is our our good um so that is a lot of what the coaches do. The other thing that Korea does that's very different from us is uh, Korea often has an in-game coach and like an out-of-game authority, I guess would be the word for it. 
So there's a team called SKT, or I believe, or it may not be SKT. It's one of the Korean teams. Their actual coach, who actually like makes like real decisions and can really impact their day, is the like. He's like an ex like Korean kickboxing champion, and he just like teaches like discipline and like you the scheduling their lives and like you do this now, you listen when you know the in game coach tells you what to do, you listen to him. You don't sass him. You don't back talk. Like they have like a disciplinarian character, and then they have the in game coach who's like, okay, I noticed from this engage you came in from this angle where if you walked around this bush, you would have had a better angle to get this guy, this guy, and this guy. You had the vision to make this decision. Here's how I want you to rearrange your pathing. Mm. Um, then often they'll have off uh, less well paid analysts whose job is just to watch, basically watch tape all day, and. Uh, come up with plays and be like, hey, I noticed that this pick into this pick worked really well, or this team has been putting, um, instead of having only one guy mid, they've been having two guys mid, and then having one guy roam out to this position so that they can pressure Dragon better because they're able to have a full extra person running through uh, River at a logical point in time because of it. So there's a lot to it. Um, It is higher tier and more skilled than I am by a lot, and... I'm not that good. <laughs> no, I'm not going to lie. That's actually a lot deeper than I thought the answer was going to be for my, what I thought initially was kind of an asinine question. But that's, <laughs> that's so my intro, that's more or less your introduction to the world of League of League of Legends competitive play via so, Jeff. That, uh, the, I can go further with it. That's fair. Maybe we'll, we'll say so that for a little more bit. history. Uh, it's, okay. League is the first one you followed in the eSport community, right? Yep. So I got into eSports and by into, I mean became aware of them back in the super old CS Counter-Strike, not CSGO, just Counter-Strike, where it was a game 1. about... 1.6 or Source? I think original. So 1.6? Yeah. Okay. Back when it was a game about how well you could cheat in some weird ways. <laughs> and but yeah, more, It kind of still is. Uh, but more importantly, back when the only eSport really happening was fighting games. And we've mentioned this before, there was the ramp up of Fighting games almost got legitimized, and then they kind of scuttled themselves for reasons that have always been a little confusing is the right way of thinking about it. Like, it, the FGC, the fighting game community, they want the money that comes with being a legitimized eSport, but they also want that kind of underground Fight Club-esque attitude they've managed to factor for the last couple years, that allows them to have tournaments where they're wearing, like, horse head masks the entire time or something like that. Like, <laughs> there's a certain level Cultian. of... Yeah, they, they understand what they're doing still. I'm like, it's <clears throat> not me taking a shot at the mobile world. The mobile world's all about, like, we have team jerseys. It's very serious and not a lot of hilarity goes on. FGC is two guys in, like, loincloths and unicorn masks in the final round <laughs> playing damn good Street Fighter, and you're like, okay, yeah, I power to them, and the downfall in many regards that was the FGC's rise that ended it was there was a lot of collusion and infighting and just flat out illegal plays that were going on which in a fighting game that may seem confusing but when you have like the two top the two number one the two top two players say yeah we're just gonna pool the money and then split it evenly if we make it kind of thing it changes the dynamic of the game a lot. You wind up with some final rounds that are horseshit. 
Mm-hmm. You also had issues where people go to tournaments that were way under their ranking under fake names and stuff like that and just blow people up. You also had just fake tournaments. Like, the number of times I heard of tournaments that were, like, sponsored by Red Bull and the guy from Red Bull was, like, a guy that showed up with two bitches and a car full of Red Bull. It's like, yeah, I'm from Red Bull and then walked off with, like, all of the prize money somehow was frighteningly high. Like, it wasn't an isolated instance. Like, no, someone ripped off another fighting game tournament. How does this keep happening? Because we want our kind of niche undergroundness. Like, I have been to really respectable, like, done-in not arenas. Not MLG level, but, like, done-in, like, the Marriott Ballroom Mm -hmm. of FGC events. And what ultimately forced me out of it, because I was kind of starting to get into it with Soul Calibur for a little while, was a tournament I went to that was initiated one venue. The venue fee didn't get covered, so it wound up being in the event organizer's basement in his mm-hmm. house that he lived with his mom. And it was like, everything about this is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Everything yeah, is pretty awful. Everything about this is fucking weird. This mm-hmm. is uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's 20 dudes in a basement with one guy being like, thanks for coming over to my basement, guys. Good to have a fighting game tournament here, right? No! Fuck you! <laughs> oh, God, that's fucking horrible. Yeah, if, I kind of want League to have an era of that, where it's like, yeah, we're having a tournament in Jeff's basement. Well, I've actually been to a tournament. Um, I've actually played in a tournament. And I've actually won a goddamn tournament. Nice. Um, so my tiny little moment of claim to fame, so... It's not big. Um, so... Anyone, if you email Riot, there's a way to get an official sanctioned Riot event, and they'll sit and do like some like skins and some random swag ah. and stuff. Like, there's ways to get them to sanction the like. I'm doing my garage tournament, um, and if they think you're legitimate, they'll back you up. Um, and my college decided to pull one of these off. That's cool um, for senior week, and I was playing in a school lab. On the fucking school's 10 DPI fucking bullshit, elation, terrible staircasing mouse. Yeah! The way MOBAs um, are meant to be played. Oh, God, no. And fucking... I didn't have a headset or anything, so what happened was... They're like, hey, the tournament's this coming Thursday. And I was like, hey, guys, we should totally fucking go. I mean, what do we got to lose? It's free, there's gonna be pizza and whatnot. And everyone's like, we have lab Thursday. I was like, oh, I'm a master student. I don't have labs. Shit. So just me and my one other friend who plays who are master students went and we're like, okay, yeah, it's cool. We're here. There's free pizza. We'll watch some games and maybe we'll meet some new friends or whatever. And we'll we hang roll out. in. Yeah. And the lady's like, oh, hey, what team are you guys on? I'm like, oh, we actually, we're not on when we're just here. And she's like, oh, do you guys want to play? I'm like, uh, I wasn't planning on it but yeah i got nothing going on tonight and she's like oh well there's three other kids here why don't you guys make team spectator like okay fucking team spectator so five kids uh i only knew one person who wasn't even level 30 yet he was level 29 but had never played a rank game in his life um there was two gold kids me who was in silver and one kid who this was probably our one ringer was platinum like and hadn't played the game for six months 
The team that we went up, or the first game we played, we destroyed the team that we played against. We played against another team um, that they had a kid who was in Diamond 1 and was like, he could have gotten into Challenger. This kid was fucking disgusting. Like, easily best kid in the entire campus. And these kids were rage of fucking holics, and they were douchebags. And you can hear them yelling from across the room, like, that fucking hit me! And, like, all that shit that you hear people who are getting, or walking into skill shots say. Yeah. And these kids, like, we're like, God, I want to shut them down. And the tournament runners making us play fucking blind pick, which if I could... I could sit here for a while and tell you why blind pick is a load of horse shit. But I was like, okay, I need to play draft. Draft is where it's at. Blind pick sucks. And we're like, hey, is there any way we can get a draft game going? And she's like, oh, we'll let the championship game be a draft game. But so we lose to the Rageaholics. I'm going to call them that to make them identifiable. So the Rageaholics are in the winner's bracket. We get bumped out of the loser's bracket. Um, By some weird twist of fate, we wind up playing against the team that we played against earlier, and we shit stomped them a second time. I believe we played against one more team, and we were officially the champions of the loser's bracket, so we are now playing against the winner of the winner's bracket for the tournament, which, of course, was Team Rageaholics. So Team Rageaholics' move was every single game they would take... So their challenger kid, or, well, Diamond Diamond 1 kid was a uh, Gragas player back when he was AP. They would take Wukong Jungle and Leona Bottom, and what they would do is they would hard push for the first, like, five minutes, get to level six, and then they would Leona, Wukong, Gragas, Dive, Bot Lane every single game. Too deep in the weeds. Too deep in the weeds. That said, so we got to the draft game, we banned out Wukong, Leona, and Gragas, and they are like, oh man, they're afraid of your Leona, and they were all, like, pumped about themselves because we banned out their support, and we fucking wrecked them. Nice. With no headsets, no mice, like... Their team was, like, communicating and Skype and whatnot, and we're all, like, typing out what we want each other to do. It was fucking so ragtag. And I won 20 fucking dollars. Yeah, and bragging rights. I won $20 in bragging rights. <laughs> and that was, that was my big claim to fame. That was the League of Legends tournament I won with my level 29 friend. Yep. <laughs> oh, jeez. So... The League of Legends tournaments have an equal opportunity to be in someone's basement, but they also have equal opportunity to be in a college laboratory with free pizza. I only won money in an, e- in an eSports situation once. It was in a fighting game tournament where the connection... Uh, so the rules of fighting games are if your controller dies, you win. Mm-hmm. And I figured out one of the consoles had a faulty connecting port. <laughs> nice. Scummed my way to victory! Solid snake to that one. Yep. Plug the controller into the second port snake. No, I'm like, ah, do you mind if I be player one? No, it's fine. Wait, why isn't my controller working? I don't know. Mystery and intrigue and espionage. Womp womp. Yep. <laughs> but oh, so God. now that we've done our spiel on our histories with them, I, how do you feel about esports as a general whole? Like, I make fun of them all the time, but I also would like them to kind of take off because... They could be interesting if they hit the production value. And while I'm not necessarily interested in League or Dota or even Heroes of the Storm because MOBAs aren't my thing, I would love for at least fighting game tournaments to find a way to that level where it's like, yeah, it's actually on TV. Mm-hmm. So I've always said, or at least I've said for probably the last two years, that in 10 years' time, 
we will be watching the Boston League of Legends team versus the California League of Legends team. We are moving slowly towards that, and I think that's the only way that the leagues that exist can expand. Like, yeah. is the teams just aren't going to all live in LA anymore? They're going to live wherever. And unlike with regular teams, you have no travel expenses. And if you really want to go that route, clearly we have professional sports that can pay to fly an entire team of people to you know other cities on a whim to play a game. We'll start having that kind of a setup, and it'll eventually be you know ESPN G. And you'll have, like, you know, tonight, uh, the Boston Psychopaths take on the L.A. What do you want to be called? I don't know. Uh, horse Masks. The that, L.A. Horse Masks. That works. Masks. That fucking works. The L.A. Horse Masks. Uh, you know, I think we're not far off. Well, we are far off. But, like, I think that is a potential future that we could be seeing in our lifetime. I don't think it's a potential. That's an inevitable one just because um, – <clears throat> Sports are not thriving the way they once were because we're slowly moving to a kind of global entertainment platform. Like ESPN, for the first time, is having some difficulties existing. Yep, because people ESPN's are... hired a shit ton of game analysts. Like, yeah, you can actually go on ESPN.com right now and read articles about League of Legends, Dota, and StarCraft. Yeah, probably Counter Strike. No, and I got the same note too. You have Activision that bought MLG recently because. MLG, while doing God's work and trying to create something from nothing in the FPS community, eh, mm-hmm. not the best company at the end. Of, like they had some problems on again, off again, on again, off again, constantly, and mm-hmm. maybe something a little more stable like Activision might be able to legitimize the Call of Duty circuit a little bit more, kind of like Riot did with League, where it's like, no, 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 no. If someone's gonna wreck this, it'll be us. Yep. Right, so, yeah, no, I heard. Go ahead. And so, what game do you think will finally push us over? Like, and I'm not saying it's not going to be a MOBA because just unless you're into MOBAs, watching a MOBA lacks something. Like, if you if you understand at base level, they're far more fasting. Like, it's you, the football concept does not carry over to a MOBA. I mean, that said, I think the MOBAs are definitely leading the charge yeah. because of. It has the most well-established leagues in a lot of ways. Yes. Like the LCS, like these nights a week, we play League of Legends games. Like it has a schedule that isn't like you know, oh, we have a big tournament coming up next weekend. No, no, no. North America plays Saturday and Sunday. Europe plays Thursday and Friday. Korea plays in well, five a.m. Eastern time, but. I'm up at 5 a.m., yeah. so I watch them. No, I think League's the model you should uh, you should uh, strive for. But, like, um, have you followed the kind of more alternative ends of esports where it's like um, the Destiny speedrunning community that did something for a while? Um, not specifically that one, but I love watching good games done quickly. So something once a year. similar to that where Red Bull started hosting these events that were professional Destiny runs where those things called strikes in the game where it was mm-hmm. how fast you could bust ass through the strike, which I initially, I'm like, that sounds stupid. I started watching it, and I'm like, okay, yeah, this is mm-hmm. significantly more cinematic than I was expecting it to be. Red Bull's- I like a lot of, uh, or I really like watching older games get run quickly, yeah. because a lot of the glitches that make a lot of those speedruns possible just aren't as present in some modern games. Well, that's, that's Like, g- wrong warping. <laughs> that's old games done quick, though, too. This is very much like, you know, 
here's the repeatable experience of the strikes, go nuts kind of thing. It wasn't glitching the game into making it go faster. It was, nah, you have to do these things to consider it completed, go as fast as you can. Yeah. I like the glitched games, though. Oh, no, there's a lot of fun to that, too. Yeah. I like wrong warping. <laughs> Can't do it, but I like it. Oh, no, no, I'm not... I'm, I kind of almost wonder if that might be the future in some ways because we have enough of a nostalgia factor now where good games done quick, every year it gets bigger and bigger and bigger. As it should, it's a lot of fun to watch. But, like, there'll be a point where you have the Nintendo crowd basically be like, wait, I can watch a Nintendo event? Oh, it's a speedrun of old video games? I used to play that game. Let's see what the hell this is like. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's, it's, I, I talked to my girlfriend actually about this a bunch because she keeps trying to find ways to invest in the esports world, which is harder to do than you think. Because mm-hmm. your options are kind of Razor, Mad Cats, and the rest of the peripheral guys like Riot. You can't buy stock in Riot cheaply anymore because they're already Riot. Well, most of Riot's stock doesn't belong to Riot. Exactly. They have huge shareholders. Riot, or the company that owns Riot's uh, Chinese, I think. Yep. Um, I mean, a lot of these things have exploded, as you're pointing out. That said, I think peripherals are not going away. Like, Razor's only got upwards to go. If they can get um, their fighting game sticks to work reliably. <laughs> I don't know if they even need to. Like, a lot of, so much, uh, I mean... Any of the peripheral companies, like, if you were to invest in Logitech right now, because so much of, like, even the company I work for, so much is going digital. Like, they just bought, I think, four new computers for manufacturing, mm-hmm. which our manufacturing floor, most of what they do is, is deals with analog, like, some electrical, but mostly, like, pneumatics and hydraulics and stuff. Sure. Or hand-done stuff. And the computers just got added to swipe them in and stuff. And those computers have a wireless Logitech piece of shit mouse that, you know, Logitech's made or Logitech's one making probably money hand over fist in the esports thing because people want high DPS DPI mouses now that they didn't care about as much five years ago. Um, and so much just regular everyday stuff, and more and more people are just having computers. Yeah, that's true. That's fair. It's. But, like, there's no, like, version that you can't, like, you can invest in the NFL, I think, kind of, or you can buy into mm-hmm. it in theory. You can't quite do that yet with esports, which, which is what she's yeah. trying to do. Like, she she, she would, can't buy a partial ownership of Team Solomid. <laughs> I, I kind of think that might be the future in some ways, because that, well, see, so you had him, what was it, Martin Screlly, the scumbag that rocked the world in some ways? Like, he owned an esports team. Like, um... How much do you know about the ownership angle of it? Because initially I'm like, this has got to be a money pit, but I've come around on that thinking some. So League has had a pretty interesting scenario where there's this one team called Team Impulse, and they're... And Team Impulse last season didn't... Or they basically had... So they had a player named Zhao Wei Zhao who mm-hmm. came over from China, and he got ca- caught ELO boosting, I believe, which is... Um, People pay you to go on their account and get their account to higher levels than it should be. And Riot frowns upon this, and they really frown upon it if you're a professional gamer and you're supposed to be keeping your nose clean. So they gave him a one-year ban, so he blipped off to China and was like, fuck this noise. And their team fell to shit without him. So the team basically went under, and then when the team was going under, all the good players were like, I'm going to a team that's functional and all straight up fucked off. 
and um, literally like five di- or probably two weeks before the um, actual like league started, they were trying or well for probably a month they were trying to sell the team. They couldn't sell the team. And then two weeks before the league started and they had to announce their roster, they're like, uh, open tryouts. And then with like one day before the roster deadline produced a team. Lo and behold, they got like seventh place out of eight. Um, they didn't do that great. They weren't the worst thing ever, but they didn't do good. And, um, they're yet again trying to sell their slot. (laughs) Um, I've also seen another thing that's been an ownership-based weirdness, which was um, last year a team called Coast won their way through the uh, Challenger Series and won their way into the LCS. Another company bought their spot and let every player go Hmm. and replaced it with entirely new players. Interesting. Which was interesting. Well, so... What do you get if you own a League of Legends team? Like, it's does the prize money go to you then, Ethereum first, then to the players? It goes to the organization, and then the organization divvies it out okay. how they see fit. And then, of course, the players—it's on them to organize contracts that are like, I get this much of the prize or whatnot. Sure, that makes more sense. Because that's—I've always been mystified by that. Where it's like, what do you get out of owning a League of Legends or a Dota or a um? Here's the Storm team, I guess. Like, wh- what do you possibly gain aside from a very weird portfolio item? Um, they also do a lot of sponsors. Yeah. Like, all league teams have more than one sponsor. Yeah. Um, and a lot of them, they're actually starting to branch out into things that are beyond, like, Logitech and Razor. Lay's like, Team Solo Mid just... Yep, Lay's Potato Chips. Quest Potato Chips is big with them. It's really weird. Quest is this brand of, like... They make potato chips that are filled with, like, whey protein, and they, like, market it to gamers. I don't get the logic. Well, there's, Gotta get them gains, bruh. There is the um, ongoing quest for appropriate gamer grubs, so who knows? There is. Um, so, they get a lot of mon- money and ad revenue through sponsorship and stuff. Usually the organization takes a chunk of their streaming revenue mm-hmm. as well. But a lot of this, also, they get kicked back, like... We put you in a house. You will not starve under our, you know, roof. Like, they take care of them in a lot of other ways in addition to their salary. Sure. Um, they are a ton, of, a shit ton is expected of them in addition to, like, all they do. Like, a lot of them have huge, like, amount of streaming contracts they're supposed to fulfill. Like, they're supposed to do their regular duties and then stream, like, eight hours a day. Huh. That makes sense, actually. Mm-hmm. That's the full-time job part of it. Yeah. It's very much a, like... I think a lot of them work, like, 18 hours a day, six days a week, if not seven. And, I mean, in a way, yes, it's having fun, a lot yeah. of it. Like, you work 18 hours a day, yeah, it's... But a lot of it's also I spent 18 hours a day doing what I was going to do after work anyway. Taping <laughs> and playing league. Yep. So yeah, no. So I, I guess we always dance around this topic. I, how much do you follow the controversies that keep popping up, like the Adderall doping and stuff like that that happened a couple of recently? I guess not too far back. Really. Um, 
There hasn't been an Adderall thing in league yet. Maybe we'll um, see us. I believe they. I believe Riot's had the intelligence to not piss test the players. Yeah. They're, though the topic has been brought up that if they do, like, what are you going to do if they're all on Adderall? Or probably tons of them are going to come positive for weed. Like, they're human. Yeah. No, and I guess like you, you run the weird thing there where it's like th- to a certain especially because they play in California. Yeah. Runs the weird one there where it's like essentially they're still playing a video game, and at least in the fighting game community, it was like whatever you want to be on, we're fine with because most of you won't be on stuff that helps you. Mm-hmm. But like professional sports have relatively strict drug policies. Like, is do you think you'd lose something by legitimizing it more in that way? Like, I know CS:GO's had some ongoing issues with it. I mean, I'd rather they enforce it because, I mean, for me personally, it's I have been prescribed Ritalin throughout my life. I have ADD. Uh, I've taken it, and I fucking despise it. Yeah. Um, it, I, it's some weird thing. The only people who like Ritalin are people who are not on Ritalin. Um, it, it's fucking horrible for me. It gives me wicked racing mind, terrible sleeping, not eating. Like, the here's what it can do and here's what it will do to you is the... Uh, the definition when it comes to that thing sure and i think them cracking down on it and not making it appealing in any way would be great oh yeah and also it is the now with regular sports things like steroids that they're you know looking for it's because they don't want to have performance enhancing drugs because it gives them an edge in league of legends the same argument can be made like you're on adderall you have heightened things because uh the way at least the way Ritalin works is it basically triggers into a portion of your flight or fight response that um, it's like the part that like when you're under pressure and you need to identify an exit immediately, it starts tapping into that. So your body does a lot of the other things as well, like starts putting glucose into your uh, muscles and whatnot. Sure. I did a lot of research on the thing I hate. Um, but that said, you can see how a lot of that would be useful while playing a video game competitive. Yeah, like no, it makes a, twi- a lot of sense. Yeah, if you're a twitchy motherfucker, you're if you need to really hyper focus on like, okay, I need to check my map every three seconds. I cannot forget to check every three seconds. Like, you you can see where the edge would come in. I think that it would be good for them to remove it from esports. That said, the minute they start piss testing, either they'd have to treat it like most companies do and be like, okay, people come back positive for weed. Which that said, I do not smoke. I do not enjoy. I do not like. But I don't think that we should be cracking down on people because yeah. they decide to. And you're in California where people just kind of It's kind of legal do it. here. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's very decriminalized. <clears throat> and if you can get a medical marijuana card, which... Should I tell the medical marijuana card story? That's up to you. <laughs> yeah, fuck it, why not? So, um... I've been employed a couple times in California because of the industry I work in. And I always have this rule where after about a week or so I start going a bit stir-crazy and I invent things to go do. In this case, it was I wanted to see what the most bullshit excuse I could use to get a medical marijuana card was. I actually don't smoke. I'm just not a fan. At the end of the day, I've always preferred alcohol and the harder stuff I've seen go badly too many times to get into that culture. But so... The way it works out here is you go into a doctor's office, heavy air quotations on that one, and the guy asks you what you think medical marijuana might help you with. And I shit you not, I look the guy straight in the eye and say, when I run out of weed, I get sad. And he goes, oh, you suffer from situational depression. 
And I go, does that qualify me for weed? And he goes, yes, it does. Mm -hmm. And as I'm leaving with my very fancy laminated, you can totally buy weed from a dispensary card. I pass through people like very into making this as legit as possible. I'm like, you don't need to go through this part. They have like driver's licenses and medical documentation and like anxiety medication bottles. I'm like, no, no, it's really a lot easier than that, guys. Way easier. <laughs> Chill. Maybe you actually need this. Here, have my card. I don't. I don't actually want this. I'm disgusted. <laughs> I got this. I paid twenty dollars. <laughs> What you can get for $20 in Los Angeles. It's a little unsettling. It's quite unsettling, actually. <laughs> but, um, say that said, I mean, if Ryan were to test for that, they'd be like, yeah, so all our players live in L.A. Not sure what we can do about that. Our entire company tested positive, too. Shit. Yeah. Hopefully our players don't come back testing for, you know, black tar heroin. Um, You're a big fan of black tar heroin this week. It's my healthy alternative to League of Legends. <laughs> um, Helps you sleep. It does. So I, I'd be for them legitimizing a lot yeah, of that. Yeah, it's... And I guess it's one of those things where I've, I'm very afraid, and not afraid, afraid, because already it's more legit than the FGC ever got, where I saw the FGC start to approach very, very, very legitimate sports status. And... They were big into being weird. I'm not sure they'd make the same choice again, but, like, they wanted to keep the Adderall strung out, guys smoking weed while playing the game, people fighting in horse masks, culture of it, I guess. And they kind of tanked a bunch of the deals. Like, they would, this is back 15, maybe even 20 years ago. Like, it was really building towards, you'll see this on TV, and it very much kind of caved under itself intentionally. Like, it was weirdly sabotaged and I don't think League can do that because, or MOBAs in general can do that because they are so much bigger than the FGC ever got but at the same time it's weird we're also not wearing horse masks yes but you have, then you have the counter strike but then you have the counter strike <laughs> and the competitive Pokemon levels where like they're getting banned from hotels and people are having literal shit fights in hallways and like you're getting the people fighting in real life because of the video game stuff that's always kind of been part of sports, but it makes we're not it's not legitimate enough yet to warrant that level of behavior. Yeah. Do you know who I am? I'm, you know, list professional play uh, video gamer here. Yep, never heard of you. Yeah, exactly. Like you're not the Rolling Stones. Yeah, and it's it's just for every step forward it seems to take, someone does something stupid, like, say, everyone that plays CSGO competitively is on speed. And it's like, mm -hmm. that's 50 steps back. Well, it can't be that bad. That's pretty bad, actually. Mm -hmm. I would love to watch a CSGO tournament that was with people that had been sober for three months kind of thing, where it's like, no, no, no drugs in your system. The like twitchy neck scratching yeah. CS:GO tournament, <laughs> or like a week out of re a week through rehab. I'd also pay to see that. Mm -hmm. I mean, on the flip side of that, I would also very much pay to see like Team Liquid versus Team Solo Mid, both six to seven beverages deep. Yeah, no, it, it's weird. Drunk gaming, totally okay with. There's a point, because that's all hindrance. That's, let's say, yeah, that's not performance enhancing. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like my reaction to weed on that topic. It's like, oh, weed's banned in the Olympics. Why? Well, it's a drug. 
it doesn't help you compete. In fact, it's also it makes, legal in a lot yeah. of the countries that participate. Exactly. It probably makes it harder to do half the things. Like you have snowboarders. The fact they can do that stuff, the fact you assume they're high while doing it, eh. Mm-hmm. That's just damn impressive at that point. It's So we actually to kind of rewind to a joke we made earlier, the Evolve Award, a game that desperately tried to esports itself. And failed hilariously. Did you watch any competitive Evolve stuff? No, I only know someone who was in the, like, scene, sort of. There's a... That was bad. Watching Evolve competitively played is... Really, really bad. Mm -hmm. In an almost unforgivable way. Like, it's... Are there any games you feel like missed a chance to become an eSport in some way? Ooh. I mean, a lot of my brain just goes back to a lot of the games we played split-screen as kids kind of missed it. Like, yeah. Playing, like, you know, 007, like, Agent Under Fire or something. That's just FPSs, though, at that point, I guess. Yeah. Like, it's, I kind of want to say I, Left 4 Dead could have done something interesting. I mean, Left 4 Dead's got such an odd setup. Yeah. Because um, it's not very PvP. That may be why, actually, the game Killing Floor just added a PvP section, though it's very Left 4 Dead-ish. Killing Floor actually did, um, I guess that's something else I did in part of my week, because I turned on that for a second to see what the PvP thing is. Killing Floor did what Left 4 Dead missed the boat on a little bit, which was, um, instead of having to wait, like, 50 seconds to spawn as a super being, or a super enemy, you mostly spawn as super enemies, and if you're in a weird time, it spawns you as one of the basic enemies. So you're never not spawned, like, yeah. it just cycles you through really quick, which is a ton of fun. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, that's that trick. Um, I really don't know. I can't think of any games on the top of my hand that are led, like, really solid PvP in some way that, like, missed the competitive boat. I, not to be fanboyish, um, I think, um, World of Warcraft missed out in some ways because mm -hmm. their PvP is very MOBA-esque. And its nature and stuff like that. And well, it doesn't even have to be. It's the fact you're PvP. You have the grounds to like. You can, as long as you can set up spectating well, yeah. you're off and running. No, and I think they actually have spectator modes built into it. Um, Destiny, <clears throat> as hard as it tries, cannot get down the esport level. That stuff, and I think that's like there are games out there that I'm not sure would be the best esport, but they're flashy enough that even if you're not into that genre of game, they're cool to watch. I think I. Not to be fanboyish again, but Destiny has enough like weird ass shit happens as part of the multiplayer for that game because you have the superpowers mm -hmm. that it's just like holy shit, what just happened occasionally. Yeah, I think one of the things that's going to be a lot more interesting is kind of the flip side of that of games that have come into existence that clearly want to be competitive one day that may necessarily not have the tools. Like a lot of the MOBA ripoffs at the moment. Um, Part of what makes League so well and good to follow and how all these strategies can really advance is the fact that League is constantly being balanced, and when it's not being balanced, they turn it on its head and change the way the game works altogether. Yeah. So if you take some of these other MOBAs that, like, it's actually very difficult to balance a MOBA character damage-wise when all their abilities are so drastically different from each other. Like, it's not like, you know, guns or something like an FPS where it's like, okay, this gun does this DPS, spreads this much, 
where it's like, okay, that character has ability that's this easy to hit, this wide, does this much over this much of it, and it scales this well, um, this item interacts with it this way, like, yeah. they... It's very much more difficult to balance. And games that just kind of throw it all together and call it a day and just kick it out the door and don't really do much attention from there and, like, say one champion just, like, is head and shoulders above all the other ones, they may not necessarily do something about it. They will lose their competitive, like, edge and carry. If it's just like, oh, this team got the one guy who steamrolls the game single-handedly. Guess it's game over. Yeah. Hopefully he sucks. Yeah, hopefully he sucks. Yeah. Now, I'm trying to think if I know of anything else that missed the um, eSports bus or, like, could have done more and they kind of whiffed on it. I, it's Well, that seems like a good one. Yeah, I, I, I didn't realize how... What's weird about that is they have so many other ones that are, like Warcraft and Starcraft. Wow, PvP is such a strange beast. It's... You have people that are super into it. You have people like me that wanted to like it but it wasn't accessible like that's that's the other issue too like the pvp of that game has progressed so much since i was playing i feel a little weird talking about it like back when i was playing it was zone control capture the flag and that was about it and there were classes that just dominated certain modes of that because it's like no no you're fast or you can maintain it you're an aoe character essentially which Mm. they fixed some i assume but yeah, it's especially in a game where you have like charge ups and stuff like that. PvP gets kind of strange really quickly. And there's always trials in Destiny, but that's a separate topic. I, it's I would like to see games like Destiny and like just first person shooters in general. If you're gonna try and be a game that's going to try and maybe have a bit of a competitive following, develop some goddamn spectator tools early on. Mm-hmm. The love of God, have some viewing lobbies and a system that works for it and stuff like that because I would watch more shit like that if it was plausible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've beaten this horse to death more or less, or as best as we can both yeah. do. Yep. Well you intro this, so that means I'm on the hot seat for words of wisdom this week, so uh yeah. do your bit. Do my bit? Come on, you have to ask the question. So, Charlie, any words of wisdom or things to live by to take us out of here? The incursions are not raids. Stop acting like they're as good as them. The division is not as good as Destiny, and I will knife fight anyone who says it is. (laughs) So, next week, knife fights! Knife fights!